the next seven of the 39 forbidden categories of labor are known as the Seder Hayeriyos, the seven Oves Malacha primary categories that have to do with the hides of animals. Of course, we know that the curtains, the Yerios of the tabernacle of the Mishkan were made from animal skin, the Tachash. And so to be able to get the animal skin into the tabernacle, there were seven steps that needed to be done that were going to be learned over the next couple of days. Very quickly, you had to trap the animals. So trapping, slaughtering, you had to kill it, skinning it, tanning it, which we'll explain when we get there, and smoothing and scoring, and finally measured cutting. So those are the seven that have to do with the making of the hide. So the 25th malacha that we're going to talk about today is the malacha of tzod, hatzod. The Mishnah actually gives an example of Hatzod Svi, one who traps a deer, even though in the tabernacle a Tachash animal was the animal that was trapped, because of course we know that the Tachash animal that was alive to be used at the tabernacle was only alive at the time of the Mishkan. The Tachash was only alive at that time, so you can't catch a Tachash these days. I mean, unless you're in the 1%. So therefore, today it has to do with tzad, trapping any animal whatsoever. And therefore, the malacha, the forbidden thing on Shabbos, is literally you cannot trap animals. Unless you think that this is not relevant halachically, it most certainly is. Because one cannot trap flies, one can't trap bees. If there's, you want to like put a cup over like a, a mouse or something, you can't do that either. You can't trap even pests on Shabbos. You are allowed to set up a bee trap, even on Shabbos, because you're not actually catching it. It's better to do it before Shabbos, but there are those that would allow to set up a bee trap on Shabbos. But of course, because you're not actually trapping, you're just putting a trap. But of course, most would say it's better to do it before Shabbos. But the way that actually this malacha, this iser, this prohibition is done in the times of the Gemar was that if, let's say, you have a deer, you know, roaming into your house, that would actually be the case the Gemar talked about, that a deer came into your house and you wanted to trap it. You wanted to keep the deer so you could slaughter it, even not on Shabbos. You just close the door of your house and now you catch it. And that's usr derai, so that's forbidden from the Torah. And therefore, if any circumstance, some animal flies into your house, you cannot catch it on Shabbos. Now, what that's relevant is, because what about a person that has a pet? So you have to know that even when it comes to, let's say, livestock, so let's say a person owns a whole bunch of horses and stuff, and you have to watch the horses. You have to let them out and graze, and you have to also watch them. So the Gemara talks about, and here we get into the nitty-gritty of the halacha, that you could like bring a horse into a corral and close the door behind it, because that's not really trapping it. That's where it lives. The horse lives in the corral. So closing the door behind it is not trapping it. You're bringing it to its house. And the same would be with pets today. When you close the door to your house and you keep your dog inside, that's not trapping it. It's literally where it lives. On the other hand, and here I'm embarrassed to admit I was, when I was a kid I had a pet cat and I was one of those that did this. Those that own pets and like to keep a pet in a certain room at certain points, you can't do that on Shabbos. You can't like lock, you know, close the door that a pet should stay in a certain room that you would not allow it to be doing on Shabbos. And again, halacha also differentiates between domesticated animals and non-domesticated animals and the biggest issue would be a bird. One is really not allowed to shove a bird into a cage on Shabbos because that really is trapping it, if you're ever allowed to shove a bird into a cage. But that's a different issue. We'll ask Maya Angelou. Now, obviously, it goes without saying whatsoever that if there's a scorpion or a snake or any animal that in can the slightest you even have a havamini you think that perhaps could be dangerous, no question you're allowed to catch it, don't even hesitate. That's obvious when it comes to possible danger. 
Also worthwhile to say, and I hate to say this again as a person that had a pet cat, Ramesha Feinstein holds that even pets are muktza, that you can't actually carry animals on Shabbos, so I know that's a tough one. I'll leave that, you know, ask your local rabbi. Then we come to the 26th malacha, which is slaughtering, actually killing the animal. Obviously, to be able to take the skin of the ram and the tachash, those animals, the animals first had to be slaughtered. And that's the malacha of shochet, of slaughtering. And obviously, the premise is not just slaughtering, but any type of killing, taking the life of a living creature, which would therefore include also ants or worms or scorpions, well, not scorpions if they're dangerous, but any pests and stuff like that, you can't just kill. You're not allowed to kill ants on Shabbos. You can't kill flies on Shabbos because that is slaughtering. Again, if it's at all a dangerous animal, a dangerous dog, or, or, or a poisonous snake, or a raccoon, or a spider, anything that possibly could be dangerous, then of course, if it's, if it's a dangerous spider, then you are allowed to kill it. Of course, you're allowed. That's what we're obviously not talking about. But other than that, you can't just kill an animal on Shabbos, even if it's a pest. Therefore, one has to be careful on Shabbos not to wash ants down the drain. There are those that are very strict not to walk on the grass on Shabbos because they're afraid of maybe killing bugs, but I never understood that stringency because obviously in the times of the Gemara and the Mishnah, they didn't have paved roads. So they obviously walked on grass. But what is important to say is that what is not a stringency, but the Gemara says is literally the malach of shochet of slaughtering doesn't just mean killing an animal, but taking the life of any living thing, which also means causing any living thing to bleed. In the language of Chazal, the sage is malikatlik palga malikatlakula. What's the difference if I kill something a lot or a little? When you take blood, when you draw blood, that's killing. It's taking life. You haven't killed the person. And therefore, what is really relevant in the laws of Shabbos is that one is not allowed to make oneself bleed. One has to be very careful. And I know for myself, Hashem should allow me to do tshuva in my life. I'm a person that picks my fingers and have these nervous things. It's a big problem because when you pick your, you bite your lips and you pick your fingers and whatever and you cause yourself to bleed, you can't do that on Shabbos. And uh, if it's a habit, I, I, it's a hard thing to get over and you have to try to catch yourself. But that one is not allowed to cause oneself to bleed on Shabbos or any living thing to bleed on Shabbos because that's also considered taking life the Isra Malacha, the forbidden category of labor of slaughtering.